Welcome to Dungeons and Diapers. I'm your host, Ryan, this week, and joining me, as always, is Crofton. Crofton, how's it going? It is going not great, Ryan. And it's funny because we, you know, we have a little pre-show banter. We talk. We we check in with each other. And as as good um, Canadians slash regular people you almost have a default reflex to be like, how's it going, Crofton? Oh, it's going good. Oh, it's going – like, even when it's going shitty, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, not bad, you. You know, like that – there's like – it's built in. And I just – I had to step back on that. And after saying it, I was like, no, wait a minute. It is not going good. It is going shitty. And so uh, I will just say that it is going shitty, Ryan. How is it going for you? I. Uh- <laughs> You know, it's so funny. We, You're right. We did just have that conversation about like always saying, good, good. How are you? And uh, yeah, no, it's not great. It's been uh, we, we we had to push a week last week. It's been busy. Um, lots going on. Obviously, we're going to try to uh, it, it is we're going to try to talk about fun stuff um, for a majority of the show. Uh, yes. I think like our intro stories, like do you want to go? Do, do we want to lead with my joke or do we want to lead with your update? I, I, I feel like, I feel like no matter what order. I would like to lead with my update. And the reason I would like to lead with my update is because I would like to have a good time in this show. Uh, and I would like to enjoy myself, but there is something very heavy and kind of tough that I want to talk about and need to talk about. So I'd rather get it done. So then I can, can enjoy myself. So to speak, Ryan. Sounds good. Yeah, that makes sense. So last episode, uh, I had just indicated that my wife was having um, dental pain. She's having to have root canals and this sort of thing. And sort of we we went down that road. It's been it's been actually a, a pretty painful couple of weeks, um, especially for her. Uh, and uh, she was in and out of the dentist. Um, I can't remember where we left off on the show, but. Um, there was a day she was not able to open her mouth. We had to go into the emergency room. Um, and uh, we uh, she got a CAT scan. Um, and they, they seemed to believe in the emergency room that the issue was dental. Went back to the dentist. Started another root canal. Uh, that root canal went poorly. A piece of the tool broke off in her mouth and got lodged in the tooth. Um, and it wasn't able to be concluded. But the dentist... Uh, did not want to do the second root canal really and felt that it was not a dental issue and that it was what is known as a neurological issue, therefore related to her nervous system. And so, so we, um, we finally got to meet with our family doctor and what was fortunate was we had all the stuff, right? We had the CAT scan results. We had the teeth x-rays. We had like sort of, you know, info and uh, we were able to run him through it. And the dentist had already put this in her mind, but there is this condition. It's called trigeminal neuralgia, uh, and uh, it is a very, very painful uh, condition. So I, I told you before the show, but on the uh, the American Association of Neurological Surgeons website, when they talk about trigeminal neuralgia, their opening line is also known as le tic, uh, tic douloureux, it is sometimes described as the most excruciating pain known to humanity. Um, 
and uh, that's a lot of pain, Ryan. Uh, and I can I can tell it, uh, and I can see it in her face, and it is so, uh, you know, comes in these electrical shock like waves, particularly when she's eating. So she's lost like twenty pounds over the past couple of weeks, um, and it's you know like we've been concerned about that and concerned about the pain that she's in and stuff. So all of that sounds shitty and was shitty. Uh, and um, the worst part now, well, like not the worst part, but like, so we now know it's likely a nerve thing. We're on a waiting list to see this neurologist, right? But in the meantime, she got put on this medication that allows her to, uh, to get relief. Uh, it's the trimenial neurologia medication, which is also used for other things like, um, uh, what, like, uh, uh, bipolar people take it people with epilepsy take it uh it, it and but it can also be used for nerve pain and so she she started taking that uh today and this morning it was really shitty and then this afternoon uh and evening things are starting to like like she's in less pain this evening than she has been in the past few days and that that is just so encouraging to see so that's why i sound like i'm in a good mood right now because i kind of am because i was like it's been a shitty week and seeing her in all this pain has not been pleasant and then to have it turn around this evening and like be like okay she's not in this brutal pain anymore and and seems you know is smile is able to smile and all of that like makes makes me feel so much better um and uh um, and eat food like you know as parents you're so happy to see your kids eat food when they're first you're like okay you gotta eat now I'm like just seeing my wife eat food it makes me uh really uh really happy so I I am but she had to she had a rough week in that she also had to um go see a specialist to get her root canal finished and it was an unnecessary root canal now that we know it's a neuro neuralgia thing uh, but it meant, but it was still needed to be finished. Uh, and so she had to go in to a specialist and like, you know, any dental work, like a root canal is not pleasant. Now imagine you have like this mouth lightning pain thing and they, they, they freeze it, but it's still like, but anyway, it's, it's, it's not great. And she's glad that most of the dental is done now. And so I'm hoping the two weeks from now, when we do another episode and I do another update, the update is that the medication has proven to be very effective in managing the pain and all of this. But I will say, and I will set the stage that this is like, could, and this is what we're dealing with mentally as well, that this could be like a lifelong thing uh, that comes back or that needs to be managed. And we're still trying to learn about it. And it, again, has not been officially diagnosed by a neurologist. Um, the, our, our doctor seems to think that's what it is. Our dentist seems to think what that's what it is, but there's a lot of reasons to why it could be, uh, it could have happened. And, and there's a lot of, uh, depending on its origin, the way that it would be treated long-term might be different. So anyway, it's just been a lot. It's been a lot. Uh, and you know, I've had to kind of single parent a lot of it, obviously, because she's been, uh, dealing with the worst pain known to humanity. So I'm not complaining for the record. Um, but, uh, but uh, I've, I've had to, you know, uh, to help out as much as, as much as I can, which you feel helpless a lot, right? Like you see your wife in this much pain, you don't know what, what you can, what you can do. Uh, and so you can only do the little things that you can do. And 
you know, a driver around to appointments and try to take care of the kids and make sure they're, they're having a good time and stuff like that. But yeah, it's been, it's been rough. It's been rough, Ryan. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really, I'm really sorry to hear that. I, uh, like unnecessary root canal that, that right there is like, it's, that's the worst part of it. And that that's like, uh, not, not the worst part, but it's, it's one of those things where it's like on top of that, you have everything else going on. And, um, Two unnecessary root canals, actually. True, yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, it's it's mind boggling. So I'm I'm glad that the medication is helping, though. That is really good. Like, uh, yeah. to be able to get to that point where right away you you have something that is that is helping to manage uh, the pain. Um, that's that's really good, and and hopefully the wait list isn't too long. I know seeing a specialist can be tough. Like we're we're going through some some stuff with. Um, the kids and, and, uh, and seeing a specialist, like even trying to get into a pediatrician, like when you, when you don't have, I don't know if you have a pediatrician as a family doctor, but like that waiting list is, it can take a while. Like when you book an appointment, it's like, okay, well we can book you into June, but it's, it's March, you know? And, uh, it's, it's tough. So hopefully that wait list isn't too long and, and you're able to get some more information and a proper, well, not a proper diagnosis, but a but a diagnosis all the same. It's one of those things, though, that it's like we're on this like emergency list where we've got to like monitor our phones and be quick to to respond because, um, as our doctor explained, that uh, you know it was the same with the dental finishing the root canal. We our appointment was in July, but we were also on this emergency list, so we managed to get in this week. Uh, and so we're hoping it's going to be the same thing with the neurologist. Our doctor seems to think that uh, she would be triaged at the absolute highest level. So, um, you know, again, I, w- I, I would stress the greatest pain known to humanity. Um, so so uh, the neurologist it will hopefully, like, I don't think it'll be one of those things where we're bumped or we have to wait. We'll be the ones getting people bumped, which is great and stuff, except that it comes with the fact that it, we're in a shitty, shitty situation. That said... I mean, if the medication works, um, and uh, like it's one of these things, you, you up the doses, and, and I mean, it's the the thing that's scary too. Eh, is these medications they got a ton of side effects, potential side effects, right? And that's the conversation. Keeping mental health high, you know, you'd be like, my wife would be like, oh, look at all these side effects. I'm like, they're potential side effects. You don't know for sure. It may do this, you know. Uh, and then it's very easy to be like, oh, it'll probably happen to me. And I'm like, why do you know? Maybe not, though, right? Like, we don't know yet. Let's let's figure it out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, uh, I do uh, hope that in two weeks when we return, there will be a, a positive update uh, as as you guys continue to, to look into matters and hopefully medication um, keeps things in order. Uh, I don't know how to pivot here but uh i'll say that so since we last spoke and maybe shortly before that uh the kids have all latched onto encanto i i know we're late to the party um there was like a so late i know i know um there is a, a two-week period where all three kids were happy to watch it um pretty much over and over again like it's a uh, great movie it is a fantastic movie. It is superb. Uh, I've, I've now that they've been watching it nonstop. I've had a chance to pretty much watch the whole thing. 
Um, <laughs> and um, I, I got to say a couple things. So it's really nice uh, that Amazon Prime Music, if you go to Amazon Prime Music, if you have Amazon Prime, you have access to their free music tier. Uh, the three songs from the Encanto album, I'm sure you can guess which ones. The top three songs are all free. They're a part of the free tier, which I loved. I don't mind re-listening to music over and over again, the same song, especially when they're catchy and, and you know, you're in you're in the mood. Ashley hates it, so she is like done with Encanto because we've listened to these three songs over <laughs> and over. <laughs> but but we, uh, yeah. Do you not have Spotify? No, I don't we don't subscribe to a music service. Um Although oh, really? we do have like a couple months of Apple Music now because I had to, uh, I, I guess I got it free th- for doing a Shazam. <laughs> so uh, if that, that'll make sense to some listeners. Um, but yeah, can you, <laughs> can, can you guess the three songs? I imagine you can considering you've. I'm you, ass- you- okay. I'm assuming the three songs are, uh, uh, we don't talk about Bruno, uh, Surface Pressure and, I, I'm going to say um, the third the, the third one is going to be the Flower Girl song. What's it called? Jeez. Uh, uh, what is that one where they're dancing around and making flowers on the house? Anyway, that's the third. It, like the other one would be Waiting for a Miracle, I guess, uh, which oh, unless it's the unless it's the uh, the Spanish one, the Dos uh when that was a very pretty song, but I somehow I don't think that's no, one of the it's, top three. You had the first two were spot on surface pressure. Uh, we don't talk about Bruno. Uh, no, it's uh, the Mandrigal family. The, so the intro song, essentially. Oh, is it really? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we've been jamming to those. That song, the, the, the family Mandrigal is like, because it has the fastest. Um, delivery of lyrics in a disney song ever mm-hmm. you know uh and eat like obviously when you, when mirabelle's getting to the end there and then she's just like going going through i eat, i i've listened to it in in slow motion practically to try to put together what you know what she's saying and it is very well well uh put together it is funny um because we've been having a resurgence with the Mitchells and the machines where we we've put that uh, back in rotation and Gwen now appreciates it more. And Clara has been actually been into it as well. And we've watched it a few times and it, I, I lavish pr- praise on that film. Um, and uh, it, w- we did a, the daddies, which you shouldn't Google, but um, it was an award show that Ryan and I did at the end of last year. I said it was my favorite movie of last year, The Mitchells and the Machines. Um, and I absolutely stand by that. That movie is friggin' fantastic. But where I was torn was, at, you know, in the Oscars, uh, the best animated picture was like the only c- category I cared about. And it was between all these films, five films, but the two of note for me were Encanto and The Mitchells and the Machines. And even though I love the Mitchells and the Machines so much, I couldn't decide. I, I couldn't decide in my like I'm like, who do I actually want to win here? Because there's something absolutely timeless about Encanto, where the Mitchells and the Machines are very much of this moment in time, you know? Like you'll watch it and you'll be like, oh, smartphones and like everything is very and there was something about the timelessness and the beauty of what they've done in Encanto that I was like, oh, maybe. But like again, like for my my nerd stripe and all of that, and and just the daddy manipulative emotional 
and the spider verse animated style and all of that the missiles and the machines is more my jam but still both those films absolute bangers oh yeah. also ryan i didn't put it in the notes but i did see spider-man no way home too did we not talk about that last week i can't remember or maybe no, you, i don't think so we'll have to do we'll, we i can't remember. <laughs> i can't remember maybe we talked about it in discord no you watched far from home you watched far yeah. from home Far Sorry. from home, but now I've seen No Way Home, your yeah. movie of last year. It was so. It was a great film. I think that one was more about the experience. But I mean, all this to be said, um, you should check out our Twitter. I made a joke about um, Weird Al possibly doing our par- a parody of We Don't Talk About Bruno, but it can be We Don't Talk About Pluto because Pluto used to be a planet, so we don't talk about it anymore. So. Oh, did he actually make that parody? No, I, I, I'm suggesting that Disney give him the rights so he make he can make that parody. You know, there's a Weird Al movie coming out with the uh, Daniel Radcliffe playing Weird Al. I saw that. It looks, uh, in, it looks in. You know, it's it's funny when I watch the trailer. I guess it's coming direct to Roku. It's like a Roku original. Oh, really? I yeah. See, yeah. So she's never heard of that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense, I guess. It does. Well, you know, let's go into the dungeons now that we're talking about. Wait, Roku we were originals. in the dungeons. We were. I don't know. We were doing movies. No. Uh, so, so Ryan, what do you want to do about Spider-Man: No Way Home? Do, we are going to have to cut a bunch of stuff, which is fine, fine by me. I would. I we can cut everything that I have on my list and 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 on your list, and we can just talk about No Way Home because I feel like it's going to siphon some time. Like, I mean, I'm wondering if we should do like a spoiler episode or whatever. I would, I don't want to cut our list. I don't want to throw out mm. our whole plan. Uh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just wondering. Maybe, maybe do you want, look, I'll, I'll just say, uh, if you will, like spoiler free impressions. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Of, 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 of the, of the film. First, I enjoyed it greatly. It was a great, great time. Really fun. Um, the fan service uh, throughout popped me hard, even though as pre-established, I am not as into um, the 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 previous generations of Spider-Man films uh, as others are. Uh, but I still, I still like, I very much appreciated the the tapestry they wove, the story. Uh, of of the film, like and you know who who's the villain? How does it work? All of that. I thought they took on a lot. They took on a lot, and I I think you know some of it worked, um, and maybe maybe some of it was was a bit too much. Uh, I I rented it, um, uh, and so I was able to watch it more than I, I managed to watch. It, uh, and I I went over like certain scenes and watched them again and took. T- took a bit a better look at, at certain bits so i it wasn't just like seeing it once and being done i, I took it in a, a little bit more than that and again like i really do appreciate the fan service because like i am a huge spider fan um but all that being said i had just watched far from home the week before as we talked about and it's kind of funny because like in a weird way, I like that movie more as a movie because it was just more fun. Like it was like this trip to Europe, the teachers and all of that were playing a role, like just a goofy sort of stuff. And the, the students and, 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 uh, and all of that, there was one villain. It was like, there was it, whereas 
in this film, like there is a scene with the teachers from the the the, the home series, if you will. But by and large, a lot of people from that universe are kind of siphoned off and are sort of like, okay, we're gonna we we need to make room for all this stuff. Cause there's a lot of stuff in this film. So, so I would say I, I really like, I really enjoyed the film, but I didn't like, I, I didn't come out of it being like, Oh, like, cause the rotten tomatoes and the, the, the fan review and, and people are having like religious experiences with this film. And again, uh, like I'm a huge spider fan, uh, but, but of a certain vintage. And I, I do think that that comes into play that, um, and, and this is the, what I'm now realizing I struggle with. And it's the same with star Wars is that you are your Spider-Man or your like what you want Spider-Man to be, or what you see in Spider-Man or what draws you to Spider-Man is 100% related to what onboarded you, like where, where it happened, how old you are and what you took in. And for me, that was, uh, the original 1960s animated series comic books from the from the not late 80s early 90s and the the 90s fox animated series like those those are kind of like the things that that sort of set my spider fandom if you will um and uh and so like that stuff, I still a lot of a lot of that is still not. I, I still haven't got what, what I what I personally wanted. But that said, I do appreciate how many how many people got what what they what they wanted out of this. And there were some things that were so like I'm just like, oh man, they're masters at pulling all this pulling all these webs together, if you will, Ryan. I think I did a good job of giving those impressions without revealing anything about the film which incidentally i saw in walmart as well and i picked up and i looked at the box and i flipped it over and uh there was no spoilers on it whatsoever like other than what had been revealed in the trailers or whatever there was no additional spoilers and um and i appreciated that because uh uh the apple I think it was Apple or Google or something. I got spoiled like partly by by the image on it, like what the equivalent of is the of where you rent the movie. You just click on it, and it was like on the bottom of the screen. And I'm like, "Are you kidding me? Like, why would you put that in the image?" So, um, so yeah, I thought I did a good job of avoiding spoilers. I liked it a lot, but did not love it. That's where I I stand. Hey, that's fine. That is totally fine. And I uh I don't know if it's a spoiler to say, but uh I knew the ending would be something that you if if they continue down that path, something that you would find really interesting. I was and honestly, if I can say like this is not 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 a big spoiler. If you absolutely want to come in cl- clean and all this, in all of these films, spy like he wears a multiple costumes in, in, and the last costume that he puts on in, uh, in this film uh, and the scene surrounding him putting on that costume or what have you uh, no, no more spoilers than that. I will, I will say that was the biggest I popped uh, in the entire film uh, for that. When, when that, when that scene happened and you're right, it made me very, very, very happy in that, 
in that brief moment. And it did feel a bit like a course correct of everything that had, had come before. And uh, yeah, I, I was, um, I, I, w- I was stoked. I was stoked for that for sure. But, uh, Oh, one, one beef though, Ryan, like I cannot let this, even this preliminary discussion pass without saying, and I know I'm pretty sure we talked about this, um, at, at one point, but this is now my official worst ever offender mm. of 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 superhero films where they don't wear their masks, and it drives me <laughs> nuts. Okay, because because like like all of them, all, all of them, like you know, villains, heroes, whatever. It's just like in Spider Man. As a guy who's read a lot of Spider-Man comics, is a mask-wearing dude. He is a he has a secret identity for a reason. But obviously, the conceit of this film is that his secret identity is revealed, and so they leaned into that hard. They're like, "Oh well, he doesn't need to wear a mask half the time anymore." And uh, I know the actors; they don't want to be behind masks. But man, this this movie was like pushing that to. I was so. Uh, uh, frustrated and when we go full spoilers and talk about a, a lot of things I will give you concrete examples of scenes where I was just like oh my god you know let somebody put on a mask for Christ's sake but anyway yeah the, I mean I get it with Spider-Man I get that 100% um, but it never it didn't I didn't really notice it as much with with this film because I feel like the consequences <laughs> of some of those characters not wearing a mask doesn't really apply because of uh, where those characters are coming from. Uh, I, I, just, I, I just think that, that that it's a rule of thumb, like they that in superhero movies where they have fully masked characters, that they'll get a couple of scenes with the full mask on, and then they will they will have them like like when. In Civil War, when they did the trailer where Tom Holland's Spider-Man arrived, it, he like he like lands, and and they show the eyes which move for the first time in the Spider-Man uh, film, and and like I popped so big, and it wasn't because it was like Tom Holland landed on something; it's because Spider-Man landed on it, and 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 they just have constantly now, especially the Iron Manification of masks. So Iron Man, because he can control his mask and just snap his fingers, and then it suddenly opens up and then reveals his face. Because this Spider Man is so uh, a progeny of Iron Man, his his suits are doing that too. They're just like zoom and revealing his face all the time. Um, he gets he gets hit by something at one point in the chest and it reveals his face. I was like, come on, um, but uh, but yeah, like just constantly revealing. So I, I take your point that there's some sometimes reasons that make it make more sense, but I I just think it's a trope. And one thing I will say is that um, as much as much as Batman is like a self serious or whatever, and yes, you can see his mouth. There's I can't think of many Batman movies where Batman runs around without his mask on, um, in his full costume without his mask. He would look like an idiot, and he knows it. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, so yeah, I just wish I just wish that uh, it's so seldom in Spider-Man comics that Spider-Man will be in action in his full suit, but not his mask. But in movies, it's like that's 
There's probably more scenes in this movie of Tom Holland fighting as Spider-Man without a mask than with a mask. And that to me is just like, anyway, I spent most of my time so, talking uh, about yeah. that. That's, that's not to take away from it being an absolutely uh, very good movie. Ryan, speaking of Marvel, let's just stay on the Marvel train for, for a bit. I read um, in the, going back to those early nineties, Spider-Man comics, uh, there'd be I I read these ones that included the character Moon Knight in it, but they were Spider-Man comics. Um, and if anything, Moon Knight comic was so unpopular that to tell a really big Moon Knight story, they made it happen in Spider-Man. Uh, and and I remember I read this series, six part series called Round Robin: The Sidekick's Revenge, and it was about Moon Knight uh, and his sidekick, and they're falling out like the Robin to his Batman, but. Uh, it ended up being a big superhero crossover with Spider-Man mm. and all these other characters. But that's pretty much all. So I got exposed to Moon Knight for six episodes of this of this Spider-Man uh, comic book back in the 90s. But when they announced there's going to be a Moon Knight TV show, I was like, who gives a shit? I'm like, yeah. I'm like <laughs> I don't I, I don't I don't know Moon Knight. But then I thought to myself, man, Disney and, and Marvel, they 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 make these they make these C listers, D listers, they make them into stars, and this could be one of those those times. But I still haven't seen Hawkeye yet, much like, like who's actually been in movies. So for me to then start on Moon Knight, it wasn't going to happen unless somebody tells me, Crofton, this is kick ass, great A Marvel stuff that you need to be consuming. Right. Well, here's the thing about Moon Knight. Um, <laughs> okay <laughs> no i i actually really enjoyed moon knight um i will say this it's completely it's connected to the mcu like it takes place within the mcu but it is not uh there is no like thread weaving through the show that's like oh that's iron man's uh, legacy that's the the shield of Captain America. Like there isn't those references. Whereas I know a lot of like the Marvel, you know, community was like, Oh, you know, blade could show up and he's going to say, fuck Dracula and, and all that fun stuff that, that pops up in Moon Knight <laughs> memes. Um, uh, he's, he's there's like a meme out there about Moon Knight being upset at Dracula, like saying like you owe me freaking money or something. I, I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a comic book reader, but I I this show I, I like Oscar Isaac as well as an actor, and I think like going in knowing that Oscar Isaac is going to be able to just do some awesome action, some comedy stuff like that, and. He, he nails it like it takes a while to get going there are only six episodes it's self-contained uh the story beginning middle end it can exist in one season and you'd be you would not need to see moon knight again um because again like it's it is self-contained now that being said like i think that if you i watched week to week i feel like the show there's a disservice by watching week to week because like it is very much an uneven um, roller coaster of, uh, you know, you, you get a lot with these with these shows where it's like cliffhanger ending. Oh, my God, I can't wait till next week. Super huge cameo. Can't wait to see what happens next week. And this it is like a continuous story that is is a really it, it, I wouldn't say it's a fun watch, but it, it's a good watch. Like it's Marvel TV, but it feels different 
So if you're like sick of, you know, the constant marvelness that is coming out, I mean, Doctor Strange is out this week. Um, I I flip flop back and forth as to whether I want to see it in theaters or not. I, I think I'm probably fine to wait until at least it calms down in theaters to see it. Um, but like, I think Moon Knight kind of exists as its own thing. Like there is some Marvel trappings in there, like a lot of like those similar hero shots that you're used to seeing. But this feels very unique in in terms of other Marvel offerings. It deals a lot with uh, mental health. Um, you know, uh, I'm I'm trying to think of the character's name. Stephen Grant and and Mark Spector. They uh, are um, they're a character that is uh, is dealing with uh, split personality, um, and they they lean into that right off the bat. Um, there's there's some comedy to it. Like there's some a bit of like Deadpool vibes from from when uh I don't know what they call it. I think they call it like there's Moon Knight and then I guess there's like Mr. Suit. That's how they like differentiate the personalities when they're in the Moon Knight costume. So like there's a lot of uh there's a lot of like there's a lot of interesting stuff to like there, but I I think you really have to go in knowing that this isn't going to be Falcon and the Winter Soldier Super Marvel Hour type thing like this is a marvel show of course but it is its own thing and yeah moon knight could continue to show up in other you know properties either in like there's a blade movie coming out like he's very tied to like the supernatural but they do some really interesting things with uh you know egyptian gods and 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 the setting of you know uh egypt and and the lore the the vast history that that comes with with um with egypt I think it's really cool. Can I stop you for a sec? Yeah, go ahead. It's, it sounds like the word that you, you keep coming back to is interesting. So you're like, oh, they do, you know, interesting stuff with it. It's it's interesting how he has these different personalities. It's kind of like it feels like you're talking about it a little bit like a curio, like something that's like you know, it's distinct from the Marvel universe if you're tired of that. But if you're tired of that, then why are you watching a Marvel show kind of thing? Like, I guess my, my question is you're coming off cool on it. Mm. Is that, is that, is that fair to, to, to say that it's like, like I'm, I'm, I'm from your feedback right now. I'm thinking like, I don't need to see this. I like, here's the thing. Like, I think that it sounds like I'm coming off cool. It's because I don't want to hype it up. Like, again, it's not like, what was the last great, marvel tv show like it's not wandavision like i think we've gotten past the point of like every this is like going back to talking about boba fett like if you like star wars like you're gonna like the not so great star wars too you know and i think the same thing comes with marvel and I, i think to say like there's obviously a lot more marvel going on than there is star wars so when new star wars comes out which we'll be getting at the end of the month i feel like you're still at that point where it's like I don't feel like I'm overwhelmed by this, so I'm cool if we get two, maybe one series a year. But with Marvel, you're getting three movies, four TV shows, like comics, all kinds of stuff. And I think that if you like Marvel, if you like superhero content, and you're looking for something different, Moon Knight is probably exactly what you're looking for. If you like Oscar Isaac, he also has some really great stuff going on in here both from an action a comedic and and also like a like a 
like a uh, there's I'm trying to think of the word like <laughs> like there's a lot of feels. There's some feelings going on. Uh, some dramatic Drama. acting. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. And I got there. And it, there's some weird stuff too. There's like again, like uh, because the character has multiple personalities. Like early on, there's some mystery to it as well. You like you're wondering what's happening to this character. You know, he's blacking out and and he's not knowing what's happening. And and there's some pieces to fill in. Now there is some annoying stuff there too, where. Um, there will be clearly what is about to be a fight scene. And then you'll, you'll have uh Steven Grant like blacking out. And then when he comes to all the people around him are dead and they don't show the fight scene. Um, kind of funny in the first couple That's episodes, amazing. but uh... like dare daredevil walks down the hallway. All the goons start jumping out. He passes out. Then he wakes up. They're all unconscious. We didn't have to choreograph anything. <laughs> Um, we just but, have, to uh, have everybody lay down. Okay, uh, put a put a sheet over the camera. Everyone lay down. We'll squirt some ketchup on you. We're good to go. Like there good. are a couple scenes like that. And again, early on in the series, they worked to the story they're telling. Uh, but there is one moment where it happens, and you're just kind of like they use it to. I know what the I know the effect they're going for, but at the end of the day, it's like ah, it would have been really cool to see that fight. But uh, I guess you needed this to be a cool forty minutes, so that's fine. Um, do you um, did Ashley watch it with you? She did. She watched the whole thing except for the finale. I watched the finale today. Don't tell Ashley. I watched it without her. I'll watch it again. Don't don't. Well, when she listens to the show, like she does every week, mm. she'll she, she'll uh... <laughs> <Yeah>. fair. <laughs> um, but. Uh... But but yeah, that that is interesting alone that she would she would be into it um, through throughout. Maybe maybe it is a watch. Like a, the thing is, you say it's a slow burn, so like I'm not sure. If we watch the first episode. Would it be representative of the whole thing, or like uh, will, will we watch one and be in it to win it, or do we have to like? Do you think we have to push ahead a couple? The first episode really introduces you to the character of Stephen Grant and the way that he is trying to cope with having multiple personalities. There is a mystery there to, to what's happening when he's blacking out in the first episode, but near the end of that first episode, you do get a better understanding of, of what's going on and you get a little bit of action as well. So there's a tease there at the end of the first episode that really pushes you into the second. And from there, it just keeps going. It's not perfect. There's some messy parts. Um, I mean, Ethan Hawke as the bad guy, he's fantastic. Like I was a little, not Ethan Hawke, or is it, is it Ethan Hunt? Now I don't know. I've said it out loud and I'm, I'm it's questioning. E- it's Ethan, Ethan Hawke would be the actor. And uh, yeah. although I didn't even know honestly that he was in this, but uh, he's, a, he's a famous actor. He used to be married to Uma Thurman, whereas Ethan Hunt is the leader of MI6 uh, yeah. or no. Uh, the impossible mission force, whatever. Yeah. He's, in, he's a fictional character. One is an actor. Fictional. One's- Fictional. Yeah, fictional. No, Ethan Hawke is fantastic. He's the bad guy. Um, he plays opposite Oscar Isaac, and and again, like it's a very different take on a villain. At least early on, as the series goes, he does fall more into. I'd say at the very end, he falls into like the classic, you know, Marvel villain category. Uh, but for the first five episodes for the bulk of the show, it it is very unique and it's, it's a really cool take. And again, like if you're big into, you know, Egyptian, you know, gods and, you know, the stories and the lore that come with that, 
I think you're going to love this series. And, and like, I don't know if it was shot in Egypt, but they do a lot of like, obviously CGI and, 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 uh, and imagery to, to make it look very much like Egypt. So you get that vibe too. It's, it's, I, yeah, it's cool. I'll tell you right now, uh, that, uh, I, I know my Egyptian gods. I know my, my almond Ra's from my mm-hmm. sets and all of the, I, I, I can, I can, uh, get around on that. Uh, here's the, the most important question. Does Moon Knight run around without a mask half the time in full costume? Oh, uh, okay. I'll say this. Most of the time, I'd say 90% of the time they, they have a mask, but it is like, it is, it is like the Iron Man mask. It kind of forms around of course their head. It does. And there are yeah. moments where it does come down for them to have a conversation, but of I course. didn't feel like it was as much as, uh, that is going to bug you. Um, but like, uh, it is, it is just, it's cool. Like the character, like Moon Knight looks cool. Both the Moon Knight and like both versions of Moon Knight. It, it looks fantastic. Um, it's a really cool suit. I want to see more of it, but again, like the way it ended, like they could just, they, it could literally be a one and done. You could have them come back as a cameo if you wanted to. But again, like they kind of tell a complete story, which is not the case with any of this Marvel stuff. Like it all continues. It all keeps moving. And, and this really feels like something that for now can stay its own thing. Sometimes it continues, like it all continues because they make more movies, but like sometimes they don't end on, you know, cliffhangers or whatever. Sometimes it's just like it ends in the, if they chose to make no more of it, you know, like you could, you could end it there. Um, And like, I'm thinking of like, you know, both guardians of the galaxy movies could have ended in their final scenes and that could have been it, you know, but, but, uh, but you know, there's always appetite for more content. So unless Moon Knight ends in a conclusive fashion that really like, you it know, doesn't, makes no. it. Like, so it, they can it, always yeah. be like, all right, let's bring them back. Yes. Uh, I sagged myself over for uh, Marvel's Guardian to the do Galaxy. Do it, do Marvel. it, run with it. Go, go, go. Okay. As our Marvel block continues, um, <laughs> I, I am, uh, I'm playing a video game. Uh, so I've been playing, uh, Elden Ring for uh, quite some time. I'm, I'm making slow progress. I am always enjoying it, but, um, and it is an amazing achievement. Uh, you know, Breath of the Wild level, like top games of all time. I, I agree with all of this. It's fantastic, but it is eating the same ice cream over and over. Um, and, and I recognize I'm nowhere near to being done the tub of Elden Ring ice cream. And so it was like, man, I would like a break. And what is a bigger break than something? So Elden Ring, so, so quiet. And you go explore the lands between. You have adventures. You go off in any direction you want. Uh, I wanted something sort of story scripted. And uh, sure enough, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy on Game Pass. I was like, I'll download this. I've been wanting to play this game. Uh, and I've heard uh, good things about it. In fact, the thing that I kept hearing about it was that it is way better than it, you think it should be. Uh, so I felt my expectations were were in check. Like I'm like, okay, everybody went into this thinking, you know, I don't know, that it would be all right, and then they were pleasantly surprised. So I went in there being like, no, this is going to be a good game. Everybody's told me it's going to be a good game. I'm going to go in. 
and I will see that it was a good game. So setting it up like that, I'm either going to say right now, well, I, I went in there and it even surpassed those expectations, or I'm going to say, you know what? People overblew this game, and it's actually not nearly as good as all, all, all of what they were saying. Well, fortunately, Ryan, I'm saying the first thing. It is an amazing game. Uh, so good, in fact, that uh, I continue to be blown away by it to the point that I think, like, what what games came out last year that would beat this for, say, a Game of the Year type contender? I was looking at Game of the Year charts from last year, and I was like, it didn't feel – it felt like it was a little a little of a weak year. A lot of games were punted to this year. Um uh, what would it be? And, 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 you know, like there's, there's raising games like Forza and even Halo Infinite. Like I, some people gave Halo Infinite game of the year and I, I, I have played and enjoyed Halo Infinite, but oh man, compared to Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, I don't think I would have given it to them. I would have given it to the, the Guardians. So I'm enjoying it to that level, Ryan. Have you played it? Yeah, I, I played a little bit of it. Um, I think we might have even talked about it. I know Whirlwind, uh, a listener, is is a big, big fan of the game. And uh, I think I don't even know if I'm like halfway through it. I think I'm like four or five chapters in. I, I purchased it. You're um, nowhere near halfway through it. No, I, yeah. Uh, I purchased it on sale, uh, I think, during Black Friday last year. Yes, I do remember you talking about this. And like you were... You bought it and it was like you're I, – I just thought you would be in it to win it for something like this because it's such a, a Marvel property, so scripted, so much content, um, and and it's it goes down easy. And uh, and it's – but it is ridiculously long. Like that's – or so far. Like I, I'm amazed that they have the amount of content. By content, I mean like the conversations between the Guardians, ongoing chatter and all of this. But the game is also super long. So that can, you know, it, they just have so much, so much in there. Uh, what dropped you off it? Do you remember? Yeah, I, I think I just got distracted. To be honest, to be completely honest, um, I have you know gone back into it a couple times. I know when it launched um, on Game Pass, I I jumped back in to kind of uh, talk about it on the Gamers Inn, uh, but uh, I and I have gone back to it since then a little bit. It is. It is a game that I is right up my alley. I love linear action titles with, you know, quippy dialogue and, and a great story. And I love the Marvel, all the Marvel content, Guardians of the Galaxy. It's all great. I feel it's just one of those things where I get I just I get distracted. I have it. I own it. I'll always be able to go back to it. It's an easy one to jump back into. Like, it's not a very complex game. Um Combat can be anything from a bit of a button mash to a strategic uh, running gun. So it, it really depends on how you want to play it. So jumping back in when you know not knowing how to control anything, it really feels like every time I do that, I I get I get my groove back pretty quickly. So uh, I, yeah. it, I agree. Like the, and there's lots of little touches in the Peter Quill has a journal that, that uh, you can read up and try to catch up on story events. I will say though, to me, it is a game. Like I am, I'm absolutely going back to Elden ring, but I'm not alternating between guardians and Elden ring. I am fully on guardians right now. 
because it's the equivalent to me of like watching a movie or a TV show and then just stopping and doing other things and then coming back to it. It just feels like wrong in a weird way. Like it feels like this is a story that's unfolding and that it's like, I'm going through it. If anything, it very much feels like a season of a guardians of the galaxy TV show. Um, and uh, I really, really do appreciate that. So I'll, I'll just say like, like I'm, I'm not going to go over the basics of the game. Ryan did that last time when he, he introduced it. You only play as one of the characters, Star Lord, and they and and they go on a, a series uh, of adventures. It's all scripted, so you're not like necessarily going through the universe or making choices about where to go next. It's a chat. It's chapter based. So, uh, but um, and there's 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 like combat and uh, a lot more exploration than I thought using the guardian skills to sort of solve puzzles, conversations, uh, and, and chatting on the ship. There's lots of elements of mass effect that I see here, like where you, where you talk to your characters on the ship and, and, uh, the collectibles are handled in a super cool way. Like so much, just it, like how much you're willing to take in terms of like banter and character interaction and all that, I think it is, is important. Uh, some people don't like it. And if that's the case, this game is not for them. I had heard on another podcast people because you're kind of like the leader of this team and I'm a manager at work. And uh, I had heard people say about this, that, that it feels like you're a manager of this team. And like, if you have a job managing people, you may not want to do that uh, on your off time, but I felt there's a healthy amount of distance between it and me. And if anything, like as star Lord, the choices are, you know, relatively simplistic that, that you're making. Um, and it's it you know they're not real people or whatever, but you get to know them. And obviously, the guardians are the the current or the roster made famous by the film. They're not like Spider Man was in created in the nineteen sixties. You know, Fantastic Four, all of them in the sixties. While there was a Guardians of the Galaxy team created in the seventies, they only really rose to prominence with their current like with the roster from the films in two thousand eight. Like around there. So like they're really like when they got a movie and they were introduced in the film, this was like a kind of a big deal because while some of these characters like Drax the Destroyer had existed outside of this team, they really they really got a kick in the pants with the film. And so a lot of people's um, understanding of the Guardians is through the lens of that film, including mine. I've never read a Guardians of the Galaxy comic book. So what? So what was so great about this is it took the things that I liked about the films, the music, you know, some of the banter and all this, but then actually made these versions of the characters more well-rounded. Like Drax is a joke machine in the Guardians movies. And yes, they try to give him pathos, especially in Guardians 2, but it's not so much like uh, in favor of the jokes is 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 where we're he exists whereas in this game he's he feels like the jokes are still there but he's fully rounded and just given so much more depth all the characters are and i'm just so keen on seeing what's going to happen with each of them and like in the gameplay of it all every character has like you have attribute points you can unlock special moves but they all have a special super move and that can only be unlocked through the narrative when they have kind of a personal breakthrough and that is so cool because it, it allows it allows them it allows their growth as characters in the story to be reflected by a change in gameplay. 
Um, and, and, you know, the graphics are insanely good. Like this is like top tier stuff. Everything about it is so top, top shelf. There's some decisions I might not have made, but anyway, I really enjoyed it. I'm not done it. I'd say like, I've done a, a, a guide to see how many chapters are in it. I think I'm in chapter 10 or something. And there's like, I don't know, 14 chapters or something, but like I normally, if I play two chapters a night, if, if I spend like three hours playing like in lately, cause of Jesse's mouth pain, I'd sort of been where it's at. I, I, I've gone down at eight and like played till 11 and gone through two chapters. So it is a very lengthy game. Um, and uh, yeah, high, highly, highly recommended guardians of the galaxy. Even, if you like Mass Effect style sci-fi universe games, you don't need to know anything Marvel going in. You don't need to have seen the movies. If you like the movies, you'll like this. Um, you know, like you'll probably you'll probably like it more. Like I'm thinking, like of this in in the context of the films, and I'm like, I love the first Guardians movie. I think I like this game better. You know. Anyway, it's awesome. Cool. No, I need to get back to it. I. I feel like I, I I did drop it and it's on the list, so I'll get back to it and uh, maybe maybe we'll finish it around the same time. We can we can finish our thoughts there. But <laughs> you're not gonna finish. We're not gonna finish at the same time. the the other The other thing I I will say, Ryan, just is that um, it is uh, it, like a, as a, as a game, this type of game, like it makes me sad that it didn't make money. Like it's 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 uh, you know, and there's the news of the week there with Idos and others being bought um, by this, you know, and, and, and like I just, I mean, it, the signal that it sends, and I know a lot of people will be like, well, you know, Avengers, and people were disappointed, and this and that, and I I get all that context, but I just think it's like. I'm stoked that this game, I'm playing this game because it went to Game Pass so fast and it went very fast to Game Pass. But I'm also disappointed because I feel like it sort of says like this, people are not voting with their wallets for this type of game. And next time that there's a Guardian to the Galaxy game, it's going to be like a MOBA microtransaction, you know, like whatever. So that is, that is too bad. And I'm part of the problem. I'm late to the party. I'm playing it on Game Pass. I didn't buy the game, but honestly, I'm considering purchasing the game just to own it because it's such, uh, like, I think it's such an impressive, uh, um, impressive game. Uh, and so, yeah. Anyway, it's great. There you go. Good stuff. Uh, I mean, just to wrap up the dungeons here, uh, just a quick plug for uh, the gamers in. Uh, I finished up Horizon Forbidden West. We did a uh, spoiler episode. I think it's episode 513 on the TGI feed. So if you've finished Horizon and you want to get a whole spoiler discussion around that story, uh, you can check that out. And uh, I'll say this, like I think Horizon is kind of shaping up to be the Mass Effect, the, uh, the Mass Effect trilogy follow-up that we were waiting for, like in terms of having another series that, that told a story beginning, middle, end. And you do get the sense that this is the 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 middle chapter heading into an epic conclusion so um had a great time with that and uh i went to the movies and i saw sonic the hedgehog 2 with uh with the kids uh i kept in the dungeons because it's it's a video game movie jim carrey is fantastic as mr mr dr robotnik whoa um, he didn't go to evil doctor school to for no reason for you to disrespect him by calling him a mister i know i mean that 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 degree in evil robotonomics doesn't pay for itself. 
Yeah, it was a fantastic experience. Again, like I know the Sonic films aren't for everybody, and 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 again, they're not they're not amazing. But like to take a property like Sonic the Hedgehog, and you're able to translate it to film, and attract such voice talent as Idris Elba to play Knuckles, I feel like you've you've kind of got something there. Um, and I guess like Idris Elba was like super excited to voice Knuckles because he's a huge gamer. And, uh, and, and he loved playing Knuckles. Like, uh, he, he loved the part. So it's, it is weird in this year, 2022 to be talking about Sonic the Hedgehog films, let alone a sequel, uh, that, that is a lot of fun. I think it's, uh, it's supposed to be coming to Paramount plus in just a couple of weeks. Um, so you'll be able to check that out streaming, uh, when it comes, I, I, I highly recommend it. If you liked the first one, obviously this is more of that. If you despise the first one, this is not going to change your thoughts. Yeah, I, I love, I would love it if you were like, if you love the first one, this is more than that. If you despise the first one, this one you'll like, I'd be like, no, no. I don't even, but, but I will say, I never thought that I, I just, I never thought Stringer Bell, when I was watching the wire, I was never like that drug dealer is one day going to be knuckles. Yep. You know, like, yeah. they grow up it, so fast. They grow up so fast. And literally, in the case of Sonic, he's very fast. He's very um, fast, yeah. I actually, Ryan, started watching the first Sonic movie because it's on Amazon Prime. And uh, it is funny because I've now officially seen um, this pa- this pattern at work, which is we bought a Happy Meal from McDonald's. And it came with a toy in a box that is movie-themed, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And my kids were like, what's that? And I was like, that's Sonic the Hedgehog. And they're like, oh, we want to see more about that. And I was like, well, I mean, maybe there's a show on Netflix. I search, of course, there's like eight Sonic shows or something. Put on a Sonic show. They start watching it. And then at one point, uh, we order another Happy Meal because we were always ordering Happy Meals. And they get another Sonic toy. They're like, Dad, why does this Sonic look more real like the one on the show? I'm like, because that's the movie. Well, can I watch the movie? And I'm like, uh, let me see if we got that. So so I found it on Amazon Prime. Uh, it was not age appropriate for Clara, but age appropriate for Gwen. So Gwen ended up watching the whole thing. And now she's like, so there's a second movie? I'm like, yeah, it's in movie theaters. And and now now she's seemingly keen to to see the second one. But it is it is that corporate partnership, you know, like that they she we got to wanting to see Sonic 2 through mcdonald's happy meals she's never played a sonic game Mm. yeah well well here's the thing i mean as great as sega genesis games are uh that that has been well documented on this podcast and several discord channels uh, i'm being baited yeah (laughs) yeah you're not gonna take it um i i i think that uh the sonic film sonic i i've said this before like i think sonic as a property may not make good games anymore, but is very well translated to be a kid's TV or movie uh, uh, experience. And I, I'm not sitting here saying that like all the Sonic stuff that comes out on, on TV and movies is great, but like from a kid perspective, like Caden and Abigail, they love it. Like they watch the, I remember watching the old Sonic cartoon, um, when I was a kid and that's on Netflix and, and having that conversation with the kids like, yeah, this is what, this is what your dad watched when he, when he was a kid. There's like, honestly, Ryan, I ne- I agree with you, but, but there's so many Sonic shows 
Like, I don't even know when you're like, I watch one when I was a kid. I searched Sonic and Netflix, and there's like a zillion things. I'm like, I don't even know which one's the. I'm like, let's just watch this one. Sonic X was the one that was on when I was a kid. But I, I, there are a few. There's Sonic X, there's Sonic Boom, Boom? I think. I think uh, that's what they were watching. Sonic is that the Boom. CG one? Uh, or is yeah, that- well, yeah, it's CG, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and there's a new Sonic show coming. So all had to be said, like, I think that, you know, Sonic as a property will continue to pump money out for Sega because from a licensing standpoint, like there's a, there's a Sonic sequel movie, another one coming out. Like they tease that. Uh, and, and there's a TV show all about Knuckles coming to Paramount plus like it's, it's a huge amount of content that they're pumping out. And there is a new Sonic game coming out, um, this fall, whether it'll be good or not, it is the it is being heralded as like the Breath of the Wild uh, style game for Sonic. So we'll see what that brings. But um, yeah, spoiler alert, it won't be good. <laughs> it likely won't be good. I mean, uh, <laughs> it, it likely won't be good. But um, I, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, I feel like that's a good chunk of dungeons. Are you ready to change some diapers? Good, sir. I am. Uh, is Isabel still in diapers? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She is. She's our. She's our last one standing. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, di- diapers. Diapers. You want to go first? Sure. I mean, we uh, obviously we can. Well, let, let's let's start with uh, let's start with Easter. Let's talk about Easter because I have a, a couple quick things I want to go through. I know Easter was weeks ago, but um, I think I this is a holdover from last episode. I was curious about how you do Easter. Cause like when we were kids, it was really just chocolate that was hidden around the house. Yep. Um, but Ashley's family, I guess has a tradition of like doing like spring Booze. Gifts. Booze. Oh, gifts. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. So like they do chocolate and gifts. So the kids get a bunch of chocolate and gifts. I'd almost rather do like some chocolate and gifts. It's a weird thing, but like with chocolate, they just end up, they, they like they parcel it out and they go crazy when they have sugar so like they'll have a couple pieces of it and then go crazy and it's like great we got a whole bowl of this to go through it's like Halloween it's like second Halloween I mean who who designed this I don't know but uh, well I Jesus. guess I, yeah Jesus <laughs> I, yeah that is true I walked right into that one um, but yeah like we had that whole scenario uh, I I mean you know it was the dynamic of having a two year old trying to compete with a four and a six year old and having to try to explain to your kids like hey slow down let's let isabel get a couple of eggs you know and uh and i guess uh, the easter bunny hid some eggs a little too well and i had to like pretend to get texts from the easter bunny of like oh the easter bunny says there's a couple more and he says they're oh, in this dude. corner dude dude you can't do that what you gotta do is, and this is what i do is you just leave them there and no, it's, it's great because they'll eventually find them. Uh, not that day, sometimes weeks later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when they when they find them, it's like it's the best feeling in the world. There were two in this potted plant that Gwen, uh, Gwen and Clara didn't find. And uh, I was like, oh, I should tell. And Jesse's like, no, 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 don't tell. Let, let them wait. And I was like, what are you talking about? But she was right on the money. Like they found them like three days later and they lost their minds. They're like, oh, man. It was like. You know, whereas if they had found them at the time, they wouldn't have cared. It would have just been more on the pile, you know? Well, the struggle, you know, I think that's great and all. That That's totally awesome. But 
And and it would have been you. nice to yeah yeah good job good job you didn't tell your kids where their chocolate was, um, but uh, I was gonna say we have a we have a they found it we have a dog, and that dog would sniff out that chocolate and then uh, and then manage to eat it which oh, would yeah. not have been That's, great yeah so, good point yeah, yeah you you live in a world of responsibilities i understand we don't do gifts um and uh, that's like i mean it's it's all all chocolate we get these plastic eggs that we open up and p- put chocolates in or like whatever we hide them around the house um on on an aside about the easter bunny like i i think i i might have even tweeted this but but like you know in in the scale of how gullible kids are like and 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 no offense to kids but uh but um you know if you're like okay there's this big fat guy wears a red suit has flying reindeer goes around the world gives gifts to all kids slides down the chimney even if you don't have one um and uh and fills your stockings and then takes off and then goes to the next house that's already like you're stretching credibility pretty pretty hard you know um little fairy manages to shrink down sneaks into your room at night takes your tooth that you have under your pillow without waking you up and then replaces it with the currency of your local area uh and then takes off like again pretty hard to swallow but the idea that a bunny rabbit comes into your house and somehow hides chocolate eggs in a variety of places including some places that honestly would require you know, digits to uh, like, 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 how is he getting them in there? How is he putting them in your house? All of that. To me, that's the one where I expect like, you know, Gwen is seven and a half and she's still in it to win it with all this stuff. But I expected her when she's asking me questions of the Easter bunny, like how does the Easter bunny get in and stuff like that? And I'm just like, I don't know. He must find a way in. Like there must be a spot that I I'm unaware of. Like I try not to lie. I just say, I don't know. And, bullshit but but i i keep feeling like she's gonna turn around to me and be like you know what bullshit this is bullshit <laughs> and i would be like yeah okay fair enough there is no bunny hiding eggs in the house uh but uh but yeah they don't they're they're excited they they don't call bullshit yeah well i mean i mean kids are smart they know if they call bullshit they're likely to lose out on the candy right i mean yeah. halloween is one of those things where where there is a limited amount of, of time you have to go trick or treating because you get, you just get too old and it's like, I'm not giving you free candy, go home kid uh, or adults, depending on how long you, you, you stretch it out. But with Easter Christmas, uh, a lot of the like tooth fairy, well, tooth fairy has also got a limit. You've only got so many teeth that are going to fall out. But besides the point, Christmas and Easter are those two holidays where as soon as like the ruse is up, there is an element to it that falls away with Santa right. Claus and with the Easter bunny. And I don't think a kid that I don't think a kid is, I'm sure there are kids that like, haha, I got you. And it's like, well, buddy, uh, this is where the, this is where Santa stops then, I guess. But yeah, I, I mean, I think I, I, I think that kids like, I think I will know, and I, I think we're on borrowed time with Gwen for the Easter Bunny in particular, but but uh, I think that I will know. Like, I look into her eyes. I still see a childhood innocence. She's not pulling a fast one on me. She is legit asking questions about the Easter Bunny, is still totally into it. I think that, you know, I, I don't know when I stopped believing in, like, the Easter Bunny in particular. I, I feel like Santa I held on for a long-ass time, but... um. 
but but yeah, I I I just think that she's not she's not duping me. She legit believes. Um, and uh, but at one point you're right, absolutely. With with Santa in particular, I'm gonna have to conversate have a conversation as the oldest, you know she's got to preserve the fun for her sister. And like, I can, she will, I'm very confident. Like you've got three kids. So, you know, you've got to do that kind of be sure that certain, as soon as Caden is like clued in, watch Caden be the last one to figure it out. That would be so funny. Like even Isabel knows. And it's like, don't tell Caden, you know, he's, he's still clinging to his innocence. That is true. Like when kids, sorted out and i and i have I, before i had kids I, I saw this sort of anecdote of like you know your kids discovering that santa claus isn't real isn't an opportunity to be like ha we got you it's more like hey now you get to be part of the fun and also continue to get gifts because if we didn't give you gifts it would it would it would uh it would make them qu- question further whether santa doesn't exist or not but i i think it is an opportunity for you know, your oldest or in the case of Crofton's joke, uh, your youngest to, uh, to continue on with, with, I mean, I, I called it a ruse earlier, but really it is, it is a special thing. Like doing the whole Santa Claus thing, the Easter bunny thing, like it is, I'm going to miss it when it's gone, you know, like, uh, hiding the eggs, um, you know, uh, you know, moving them around the house. We have these like little footprints we put down, like these like little paper Easter bunny footprints that we'll put down and, and, uh, the kids really like that too. So like, again, like there's going to come a time, you know, not anytime soon, but, but soon enough where we're not going to be able to do that. And, um, you'll have to wait, uh, uh, you know, until, until your kids have kids to, to try to do it again. Right. So, um, yeah, like, uh, you know, enjoy it while we have it. Obviously we'll have it for, for a while longer still, but, um, yeah, uh, it's, it's a really, it's one of those things. Uh, so yeah, Easter, it feels like forever ago, but uh, we did get a chance to talk about it. So that's good. Um, you picked up Switch Sports, Nintendo Switch Sports. I'm curious about that. Yeah, so um, I did I did pick it up and uh, it's funny how the brain works. So I have put on weight over the pandemic, obviously, as we all have. And I do little to no exercise now. I have the shed in the backyard. My commute is out to the shed. I drop off the girls. I really need to get back to exercise. I have Ring Fit Adventures, but I lost the leg strap. And that's the smallest and dumbest reason, excuse to not do exercise. But I'm like, well, I can't do exercise with Ring Fit. I don't have that leg strap anymore. Can you buy the leg strap on Amazon? Yes. Could I have had it delivered to me separately? Yes. But then after months of hemming and hawing about this leg strap, I saw that Switch Sports includes, if you buy the physical copy of it in stores, a leg strap. Incidentally, for a mini game that is borderline pointless and is used nowhere else in the package except this one small mini game. And I know the whole thing is these sports, but I mean, like even inside of one of the sports, there's like a mini game that you can play. And that's the only time you would put on the leg strap. So most people should feel free to buy it digitally. They're not missing out on anything. But I wanted the leg strap. So I, I tracked it down uh, in Walmart. The The other thing was like, yes, it would have been just cheaper to buy the leg strap without buying the entire Switch Sports package. But I also wanted Switch Sports. I played a lot of Wii Sports. It was around the time before I had kids where my brother would come by once a week and we would uh, watch 
wrestling or hockey and then we would play some video games and we'd either play nhl or we would play wii sports uh and we played a, a lot of it it was a good good time so i have fond memories of that i played a lot of wii sports a lot of people have fond memories of wii sports um and i was like i would just like just having an updated hd version and now my kid's seven years old like maybe i could we could play together and it's been a blast like it's been a blast. There's so much wrong with the package. I won't even go through it all, but like it's very much made for being played online. Um, if you're playing not online, which we are, then you can't unlock all the cosmetics for your character. Uh, you can't, there's no progression whatsoever. You're not incentivized to play single player or, or, um, or anything like that, but it's still, is very very fun uh and it's got some of the old classics um that i like from we uh sports and it has some new ones including volleyball which is like i would i would put up there like it is a really good one and gwen and i've been playing some 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 switch sports volleyball and we get a sweat going gwen's like i can feel sweat in my on my back i'm like yeah i know it's like exercise <laughs> so problem solved that's great. So a uh, couple questions. Uh, I, I was just looking at the the, the Best Buy link for for uh, the game, and I saw like screenshots of the the bowling game. That is one of the things I remember from from Wii Sports as uh, being a very popular uh, portion of of Wii Sports was the bowling game. Does it does it hold up? Does it feel like oh man, so glad to be playing Wii bowling again? It's the exact same. Oh, so, like, so good. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it because honestly, like, look, bowling's kind of boring in real life. It's like it's for hanging out with your friends. You roll a ball, knock down some pins. I mean, I, whoa! I, I, it, Shots fired at no. bowling. <laughs> I mean, like, it's a rex. Like, like you know, careful. We're gonna not, lose our bowling it, audience. <laughs> I'm just saying it's it's not like it's, you're not like oh man I can't wait to watch the bowling on TV. Some people do watch it, whatever. Um, and uh, I don't mind if I piss them off, but I will say that that uh, that what they've done is they is they have amped up some of the stuff. So bowling, two things that it does differently. The gameplay is exact exactly the same, Ryan. The the only difference is um, one. Is it, it is it you can play uh, <laughs> simultaneous bowling? So instead of waiting for your turn, you're all each in a lane, and you can just like bowl, and 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 it splits the screen. Uh, whereas the bowling on Wii, you you know you you could just pass the Wii remote, and it was like one at the time. That's still in this, but you can also do like simultaneous split screen bowling and the other thing which is more interesting almost is they have what they call special bowling which is that they mess with the bowling alley a little bit it's not crazy it's not like what they do you know and you think nintendo games how they get insane this is like the, the, they might just put like a, a moving platform in the middle of a lane um, that's going back and forth and you've got to time it right when you roll or there's a couple of other they put a little bumper here make it a bit like a pinball thing there's um so so it's it's it, it just makes it a little bit more fun i've only done special bowling once and i i'm pretty confident 
that if I did it again, it would be the same, like, you know, there's 10 frames in bowling, right? So like, it would be the same 10. I don't think they have like a hundred special bowling courses that they're rotating in and out. I have a feeling it's the same 10 and you just play them over and over, which is like, whatever, it's fine. You do it once. You're like, okay, this is kind of neat. It's a little bit different. Uh, but, but aside, so there's more, there's more than that, but there's also less because we sports had, um, badges and stuff. Like it had, like, you would, you could do stuff. There was a progression, like achievements of whatever gold or platinum or whatever. You could get these things where they've removed that altogether. The only thing is there's cosmetics for your avatar. You can unlock in gift boxes and you can only get those gift boxes if you play against other people online. So that's not going to happen for me. So we're not getting any crap. Uh, so it's really only just playing for the fun of playing. Hmm. Well, that sounds good. Uh, I did have one other question. Um, oh, uh, so you're playing with your oldest. Uh, how have you eased your fears of, of her like throwing a Joy-Con at the TV? Like those things are expensive. Also, TVs are expensive. Um, so I didn't... Um... Okay, so you know those things that click on to your Joy-Cons? Yeah. Yeah, the uh the the bumper things. Yeah, like the you know whatever. I lost they they have the wrist strap on them. Oh They're, yes, yeah. The, right? So so I lost one of them. Uh so one of one of us doesn't have a, a wrist strap, but then the other one is not locking properly. That little lock thing, flimsy little is not locking properly. So it's essentially not doing anything. So we're playing crazily without wrist straps Whoa. and and uh, nintendo is uh constantly hitting me with like every time we leave a game it's like remember to wear your lit wrist strap you know you know how they're ever heavy-handed with their stupid uh you know reminders anyway i thought like i'm like because the we the switch controllers compared to the hefty wii motes are pretty small they're very small and it makes a big difference. Like it feels, I, I know it's like, this is a choice thing, but I find it feels pretty good in my hand, the switch controllers for, for playing like tennis and stuff. Like it's just this little thing I'm swinging around, but, um, but I, so I'm like, there's no way I'm going to let this fly or anything. Like I'm going to, and and I haven't, I'm, I'm an ad, uh, adult. I've kept uh, tabs on my switch controller, but Gwen has let it go twice. Once it went straight into my face and once it went, it, and once it shot down the hall, both times it was to the side and not forward. I don't like the. I guess bowling, she could throw it at the TV, maybe. But like tennis is like she's swinging back and forth. So when she lets it go, it goes to the side. Um, but yeah, I I didn't care about this at first. Like, but seeing how Gwen's playing and swinging, and two instances of her losing it now, I'm like, oh shit, maybe I should. I'm overdue for new Joy-Cons. They're super expensive, obviously. But maybe I should just shell out and buy some new ones. That would also allow us to play four players because we can't right now because uh, you, you, you can't use the Pro Controller or some of the other controllers I have to play three or four. You know, you need a Joy-Con, right? So Right. Well, I mean, uh, it, it, it sounds like I haven't heard anyone talk about it, but it sounds like it's a good... It's a good uh, Switch Sports It's Wii package. Sports. Yeah. It's Wii Sports. If you have played Wii Sports, you know what this game is. You know, like, it's, it, you know, there's, there's like, yeah, it's in HD. It's, like, there's some stuff that's nicer or whatever. 
Um, but it's if you play tennis and we sports, you play tennis in this. Is it nice to go back? Yes. It, but the biggest thing that makes it so nice, like I would have zero interest past the first novelty game if it wasn't for my daughter, right? Like she's so excited. She comes home and she's like, when are we going to get to play tennis, daddy? I'm like, I don't know. Like I got to finish work and then we can do it. But like, she's excited to do it. She wants to play. And so, and, and it is really fun being on the same team as her because tennis is double. So we're on the same team, you know, um, and, it, and it is great. The what I do, the only shout out I would give, the only thing that is not Wii Sports is volleyball. And I've seen a lot of different critics talk about volleyball in different ways. Some people are like, this is the best thing in, in there. Other people are like, this is the worst and most broken thing. I will say that I lean towards the former. Uh, it is a new Wii sports game that is really well put together. I think um, the problem about it is that tennis and bowling and badminton and like these games, you can literally figure them out instantly. You can be a grandma. You can start playing for the first time be like, how do I do this? And you can get like, you swing the joy con to hit the tennis ball. You, you move your wrist to roll a bowling ball. Like no problem. Right? Like that's, it's very self-evident. Volleyball, like volleyball in real life, is a little more complicated. Like there's a motion for bumping it, and then you've got a set, and then you've got a slam, and then there's a block. And so like if you're just having people over to your house for a party and you're like, hey, let's play a game, probably don't start with volleyball because it's the most complicated one. People have to learn it. But if you're playing with your daughter every day, then – and you have time to learn it, and both of you have time to learn it, well, then it becomes really fun. Because like in real volleyball, you're playing together. You know, I, I'll i I'll bump it, and then she'll set it up for me, and then I'll spike it down, and then we high-five, and we're like, yeah, we put it in their faces, those stupid computer opponents. Um, and so, uh, so, yeah, I would say volleyball for me is the standout of anything that's new in there. Does it warrant the, the price uh, – Probably not. You 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 would have to really know that you're going to be playing this either in a party setting regularly or with your with your kids or. Uh, but it, there's zero single player uh, incentive to to get this. Right, right. And I was wondering how much it was uh, digitally. I know it's probably it's probably fifty bucks, right? It's ten bucks more to have a leg strap. I know that much. Right. Cost me cost me like. With taxes and all that, it cost me like seventy bucks. Oof. But 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 I think it's because I think again, and you know, it's ten bucks for the leg strap minus Canadian taxes, which are super high, um, and and all that. So it's 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 not like whereas a new Switch game is seventy nine ninety nine normally mm-hmm. with no taxes, right, and no leg strap. So I mean, you're getting you're getting something. Uh, and but if you buy the the digital version, uh, I, I think it's like forty some forty nine ninety nine yeah. Canadian or something like that. Yeah, it's fifty um, bucks, so that's not too bad. But I I think for Nintendo that's a big deal because they price everything so high. Yeah. I just think that they they knew what they were doing when they priced it that way. And the one thing I'm I'm not talking about is the online play because who knows if that is really addictive and fun and the getting the cosmetics is fun and people like that and it incentivizes it. Maybe, 
maybe that would be worth it. But from what I can tell, it looks like it's sort of like an XP bar that you you build up and then you get a, a, a loot box and then get random crap. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I don't think that's particularly compelling. Um, so I think actually the original Wii Sports had a better incentivization progression system and it was it didn't have much, right? So I was expecting more from that. Like it with the flashy new package, I thought there was not, not a whole story mode or whatever, but I thought they could have like challenges for each sport, you know, like, and it should be noted, Brian, the golf is going to be added later. So um, like in the fall, they're going to add golf and we're going to be able to download it. Um, and so that says to me that they may, be seeing this package as a modular package that they're going to upgrade in time. And that would be awesome. Like if there was the opportunity to buy other sports or they started letting you add challenge, maybe they add challenges as a downloadable thing later. Maybe this package will get better with time. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Nintendo is definitely known for supporting their titles for at least a year or two after launch. So, uh, adding golf, uh, looks to be uh, something that could be the start of of more sports being added down the road, especially if it's doing well. So, uh, yeah, we'll keep an eye out. We'll we'll see how that goes in the coming months. Um, we have one more thing to talk about. Uh, I I I don't know. I, I don't want to end on a, on a downer, but uh, the reason we were away last week um, was uh, we, we had a we had a death in the family. Uh, Ashley's grandmother had passed away. So it was kind of all hands on deck to, um, you know, uh, from my standpoint, just I cleared everything because I wanted to make sure that uh, that uh, that I was there for for Ashley and her family to to kind of make sure that they had the support they needed to to get done what they needed to get done. And uh, yeah, it's kind of a blur last week. Um, And and to think that uh, it was it was, you know, Ashley's grandmother was she was over 90 uh she was in a home and uh obviously it was it was one of those things that um the family saw coming like she was progressively getting worse day to day um ashley took the kids out of school they were able to go say their goodbyes uh which i think was really good for the kids to uh to to be able to say goodbye uh i i wasn't there i was i was home uh you know Isabel was going to be home later that day. So, so I wasn't there, but, uh, but, but they really appreciated that, that opportunity. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we ended up putting her to, to, to rest over the, over the weekend. And, you know, uh, like our family, like this side of the family has had to deal. Um, I don't know if, you, if you've been listening, uh, you know, not you specifically Crofton, but the listeners, if you've been listening for the last year, like, you know, we, we went through something, we went through a death in the family, um, in the fall as well. And, uh, you know, very different experience this time around. Whereas, you know, the, the, you know, on, in the fall, it was someone who was young, it was unexpected and it was a shock, uh, to, to everyone in the family this time around. It is, you know, it's, it is, you know, a grandmother, uh, much older, you know, and it is a different experience, but everybody deals with grief differently. Um, but as is a lot of things, like when you have kids, 
especially when I'm, I'm the one kind of running around, kind of like making sure the kids are, are being good and, and, and participating respectfully in, you know, the service, we had the visitation and such, and, and we brought the kids there. And I spent most of the time just kind of taking, taking care of the kids and, and making sure they were, you know, behaving. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was, a it was, it was, I think it was really good for the kids. Like they, they understood what was happening. Uh, they were very respectful um, the plan for the service was basically for us to basically all go as a family for the first hour and then me take all three kids home so that Ashley could stay with the family while they, while the visitation continued. But um, I only ended up taking Isabel home, put her down for, for bed. And uh, you know, Caden and Abigail, I guess stayed later. And I said to Ashley, it's like, are you sure? Like, you don't want to like, you know, just focus on family. And she's like, no, no, no they'll be fine. And I guess they, like they, they were, they, they stayed, they were very respectful. Like they were having conversations. They were, you know, talking to people, uh, like people they've never met before. And, and again, like it's one of those things where I know I wasn't there to witness it, but like hearing this, hearing Ashley tell me what, what had happened is just like, Oh man, like they were, it's really nice to hear. Like you hear the horror stories of, of kids going to like weddings and funerals and stuff and they just act like monsters, but they're kids. Kids will be kids. It's totally fine. But like it was the complete opposite <laughs> with this one where they were they were just on their best behavior, which was which was awesome. But yeah, it was um it was a lot. Last week was a lot. Uh, you know, we've we've kind of it, like we're 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 past sort of the whole funeral stuff and obviously we're still dealing with it, but um yeah, it, it was a it was it was a it was a wild week. There was a lot going on, and uh, and and I'm and I'm I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that the kids uh, were were good and respectful as well. So uh, yeah, yeah. No, it sounds sounds um, like not a not a fun week. And you guys definitely have not had a great run of it lately. Um, it is uh, it you know it for for all three of them to to definitely for the Caden and Abigail in particular to get these sort of experiences and um, early has merit, but it also, it also comes with concern. Are they taking it? Like how close were they with their grandmother? And like, are, are they taking it? Well, I think so. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, it, it would, it would be their great grandmother. And, and I, yeah, Caden was it's true. Yeah, Caden was much I, closer. Yeah, I was just like, oh yeah, it's like it's Ashley's grandmother, so it's their great great. I'm just, yeah, um, they're they're lucky to have known their great great their great grandmother rather. Excuse me. Yeah, no, uh, for sure, because I think that for I can't speak for you, but like I, I never knew my great grandparents. No, um, and I think neither. You look at the generation previous, and it's and it's it's almost like even even lower, like some, some, some people in my, like our parents' generation probably didn't know their grandparents, you know, like it, we've come, healthcare has come so far, like, you know, uh, just, just medical assistance has, has allowed humans to just stay alive longer. And, and yeah, they, and, and we're having kids younger too, I find. So I know we had our kids quite young, uh, in comparison to a lot of folks. So, um, yeah, that's like, true. They, so they, they knew her really well. And, and I, it was a, like, this is the other thing about, you know, visitations. Um, it was an open casket. And, uh, that again is, is something we, 
we had that conversation when right. we had the death last year. Um, but uh, when I was growing up, you know, visitations were always there was a, it was always an open casket to say your final goodbyes, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so it was nothing, it was nothing of a surprise to me, but again, when you have kids like, oh, right, we got to actually think about this and, and determine. And, you know, like we said last year in discussions with, um, Ashley's uncle who, who kind of works at a funeral home and was basically like, it can be good for them to, to say goodbye and, and, you know, say goodbye to, to the person they knew, you know, and, and see them. And, uh, and, and we found that was really good, but obviously not to force them. You know, um, but both Caden and Abigail and Isabel all were were fine to go up to the casket, say their final goodbyes, you know, comfort people, you know, comfort family members as well. So it was, uh, you know, all all that said, like it was a I think it was a good experience for the kids. Um, they they were they were all they were fine with it. They were respectful and um it's never it's it's also never an easy thing to talk about like it's it's tough like uh to talk about but i but i think they they've done quite well and like anytime they bring it up like we have a discussion about it you know now they know that their you know their great grandmother who we who they called nanny uh is now buried with you know uh their their papa who who they have not they did not meet he he passed away before caden was born so like they have that connection now um they they know where, you know, they know where they're buried. So every time we drive by the cemetery, they're like, oh, let's go see Nanny and Papa. So it's like, I think it's all very healthy, but obviously we've had to kind of like, you know, keep an eye on them, have the conversations, see how they're doing, check in with them. Because like some of that stuff can can sort of like, you know, exist in the background, like in, in, in terms of how they're feeling and just to know like what they're feeling. It's good to check in. I think it's been, it's been helpful to, to kind of check in with them. Like I know Abigail, uh, you know, took it a, a little harder than, than Caden did. Uh, and, and she was, you know, asking a lot of questions and, which is fine. Like we, we answered all her questions and I think she, she understood and, and whatnot, but, um, it, it's also been tough for the family too. Like, that's the other thing. Like, I know we're focusing a lot on the kids and, and a lot on Ashley, but like there's the whole other, you know, the whole entire family as well. And uh, that's been then something that we have to to navigate too, especially with kids too, you know, um, because it, it can be it can be tough sometimes to look, you know, beyond your 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 scope of responsibilities and 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 think about everybody else as well. So we've been trying to kind of do that balance too. So it made it made for a long week, especially when kids can't bring enjoyment to folks. You know, like you guys have the three children which is often a lot of work and tiring and all of this but if people are down they can be a source of energy and joy too so it is it it is uh it is tricky balance balancing making making that you know how much is too much though you know and and everything you said about the behavior you know kids behaving and all of it there's a lot it's a tricky it's a tricky time for a parent to to navigate especially when they're on like the peripheries and stuff as well which i think you felt maybe that you were a little bit on this one but um uh, i i think you offering the support that you offer is all, all you can do it's the same with me this week with the tri uh, the uh neuralgia like uh it's it's uh you feel helpless sometimes to do you want to do more but there's only so much that you can do in these 
in these situations and like just being there is 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 really you know uh all uh all we can do and i I am i am trying to be like i feel like i don't know about you but i feel like with the pandemic i've been you know because we've been seeing less people in real life but also then i've been seeing uh, a lot of them especially the older generation less likely to see them virtually when i have calls with my mom for instance she's a hard time hearing when we're not face to face even on the virtual calls so you see people less and it just becomes the the way things are and i I, i'm trying to make a an effort especially with the spring and stuff up until jesse's thing to see to see the older generation more see some of the folks um like my my aunts and and uncles who are getting up there in, in age and stuff so i hope to do that a little bit more and it, it i mean a funeral is not the time that you were hoping you're hoping to see a lot of those folks but uh but um uh if it leads to you and and, and the kids hanging out with them more often or or seeing them more often then probably there there, there might be some good from that yeah i think i think there was there was definitely some good to that that came from it. I I think it's um, it's one of those things where like uh, I I find it very hard to, and I mean you you know this based on our conversations. I find it very hard to just take away the negative from any experience, you know. So I always try to find something positive, um, <laughs> to a fault sometimes. But you know what? Like, if you have to choose a way to be in life uh in in and you're going to be really annoying with either being all positive or all negative being all positive is the way you want to be you know so uh i i think that that's and i'm i am annoying with with jesse uh, with regards to her condition and stuff always being like well let's try to find like what's something positive that we can hang our hat on or or let's be let's be you know let's not concentrate on on what is it could happen and let's talk about you know what what is pot what it could pot be positive about like uh, so, oh maybe this this medicine will work for you really well and it'll and, and you know that's like when you're in a lot of pain and you've got a guy being like hey uh you know you're being so negative maybe you should be positive about this you know i could see that being really 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 annoying but at the at the end of the day like people like us i think um that's how we that's how we get by and i think people choose to hang out and be around us because of that that positive energy and it's much better than than negative energy yeah yeah so it's uh like i said it's 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 been a it's been a tough week but um you know we made it through and and uh we're we're continuing to to move on but uh yeah it was uh it was it was certainly um, one of those experiences we we didn't think we were going to have last week. So I do appreciate everybody uh, understanding uh, delaying the episode a week and and uh, you know so we could talk about all this fun stuff and and uh, and the not so fun stuff. But that is that is definitely that is life, right? Things come up. It is life. Oh man, I would hate to be the host of this week's episode and have to segue from that in like not leave everybody in sort of a bummer feeling, you know, it, closing out the show this week. If I was the host, I would be under so much pressure to get it right. Anyway, I'm glad that that's not me. No, it, it's not you. It's it's me, but that's totally fine because you know what? We'll be back in a couple weeks. Uh, Croftons will have watched Moon Knight in entirety. So look forward to that. Um, I, uh, will likely have played a video game, probably not Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, even though I said I would finish it. 
And um, yeah, I guess we'll talk about uh, the long weekend in May, which is a Victoria Day long weekend. So look forward to to that or otherwise known as May 2-4, which is um, some people might think like, oh, that's like a it's like a holiday named after wood measurement of wood. No, it's um, I think it's like a beer case of beer. Is that an American thing, too? I don't know. I I live in Canada, and I, I know well. it's a Canadian. I know it's a Canadian thing, but I I will I will say, uh, Ryan, that uh, as a as a question uh, uh, to the audience, mm. um, uh, I would I would say, have I missed the moment on the Spider Man No Way Home? Should is there an interest in Ryan and I doing like a spoiler? discussion on it or whatever or have we moved on are we all doctor stranged up now uh uh, because uh you know as dads diligent dads we're only in a position to talk about spider-man now we could do that but i don't want to alienate a big chunk of the audience as well and i still do know that like i've exchanged messages with some of our listeners that not everybody has seen it yet so like Maybe we're not. Maybe we're not too late. But I, anyway, if people want that, let us know. Otherwise, I'm happy to leave it with just with just impressions. But uh, but yeah. So um, tell us what you think. And if you want anything else, you should tell us. If you want feedback, if you want to know, if you want Crofton to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy again for another half hour once he's done, you know, I can do. You just tell us what you want. We'll do yes. it. Absolutely, you can do that by going to our website, tgistudios.com slash dad. You'll find all the links, uh, including our email, dad at tgistudios.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. I'm at R. Murphy. Uh, Crofton is at Crofton Steers. And the show is at D&DCast. That is going to do it for this episode of Dungeons and Diapers. Have yourselves a great couple weeks, and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye, everybody.